0: Hi, friends. I'm Stephanie Leedy, Director of Children's and Family Ministries at Stonebridge Community Church, and this is Stonebridge Parents. The Stonebridge Parents podcast is dedicated to having real, honest conversations with members of our community. We have some amazing episodes, moments, and parenting insights for you to hear. Welcome to Stonebridge Parents podcast. Hi, everyone. Um, so this episode is a little bit different than normal. I do not have a guest today, and instead, I will be talking about postpartum depression. I'll be giving my own testimony, and then I've done some research, and so I'll give you some of the recommendations and coping techniques that I found. So, thank you for listening. When I think about the first 3 months of my son Tommy's life, it looks like a dark cloud. Now, to be fair, it was an unusually rainy winter in Southern California. However, my mental health at the time matched the gloomy clouds. Tommy was born on November 28, 2016 at 7.37 p.m. I had experienced a wonderful pregnancy. No morning sickness, minor aches and pains, and I had truly enjoyed being pregnant, which I know is a blessing not all get to experience. I was feeling prepared and confident as we entered the last weeks of my pregnancy. And then I had a beautiful, peaceful delivery. Tommy was a little stubborn, and I didn't go into labor, so at 41 weeks, I was induced. I labored for less than 24 hours, and my healthy, beautiful, blonde, blue-eyed baby boy was born. We left the hospital 24 hours later, exhausted but ready to be home. From there, as many have experienced, things got really hard. I was having an extremely difficult time breastfeeding. Obviously, we had a lack of sleep, exaggerated by the fact that Tommy wasn't getting enough milk. And on top of that, my husband, Jason, had to go back to work only a week after giving birth. Not to say I didn't have tremendous support. Jason was extremely helpful and loving, We took turns in the evenings so I could get some sleep. My mother came early every morning before she went to work so I could catch a few extra hours. She did our laundry. People brought us dinners. We had every baby product imaginable and the ability to zip across the street to Target to pick up anything that we might be missing. It would appear from anyone else's perspective that my life was perfect. But... I remember crying every morning when the house got quiet. Jason would go to work, and my mom had left for the day, and then I was alone with this little helpless baby. I felt unqualified. I felt inadequate. I felt as though maybe I wasn't meant for this, as I had arrogantly stated before delivery. I no longer felt like myself, I was mourning the freedom that I no longer had. I began dreading the night. As the sun went down, my anxiety rose. Because every night, I sat alone in the dark, pumping, with tears streaming down my face. Despite having all the resources and support that anyone could ask for, I felt sad all the time. And at that time, it seemed that it would be this way forever. Prior to having the baby, people would tell me, enjoy your sleep. You'll never sleep again. In my postpartum months, I truly believed that. And I thought I would never be myself again. The fun, energetic, positive Stephanie that I once knew was gone. On top of all of that, I was convinced that Tommy was going to die. I was certain he would be a victim of SIDS or that he had cancer or some other illness that would take him from me. I remember telling my mother, God is going to take him from me. I just know it. And so in the night, When I was by myself, I would just imagine these terrible things and cry and it never felt like I would be better. The darkness seemed like it was always going to be there. There were some outside of my circle of close family and friends who were telling me that everything was fine. It was just the baby blues. They said it was normal to be a little sad after having a baby. Little did they know what was really going on in my head. And as I sat at my six-week appointment and filled out the postpartum questionnaire, I was very quickly realizing that I was not just feeling the baby blues, but I was depressed. And that led to all sorts of new feelings, primarily guilt, because as I I said, I had everything. I had all the baby products, wonderful parents and in-laws, a beautiful home, food to eat, an extremely loving, compassionate, involved partner. Why should I be depressed? I have no right. So I didn't share that realization with anyone. (laughs) I kept it to myself. I pretended like everything was okay and that I was getting better. And I was too scared, too embarrassed, and too ashamed to admit it. The fact is, postpartum depression can affect anyone. According to the book, this isn't what I expected by Karen Lehman and Valerie Davis-Raskin, approximately one in five women experience a postpartum disorder, which include depression, anxiety, post-traumatic stress disorder, and postpartum OCD. In addition, another 20 to 30% of new mothers won't meet the diagnostic criteria for postpartum depression but feel terrible and aren't sure why. The painful truth for most mothers is that this precious time that you've been waiting for for nine months, or even longer, is to say the least, not all it's cracked up to be. Furthermore, there is no specific reason or single cause of postpartum disorders. The dramatic drop in hormone levels certainly contributes, as well as a variety of risk factors such as a history of depression, mood disorders, stressful life events, difficulty breastfeeding, a weak support system, or health problems. All of these factors can increase the likelihood of PPD. But at the end of the day, there is no way to predict if you're going to experience it or not. Now, your next question might be, What can I do once I've identified that I have a postpartum disorder? Or what if someone I love is suffering? How can I help? So I've done some research and I am not a medical professional, but here are some of the coping techniques and resources that I've found. First, if you are feeling symptoms of postpartum depression, confide in someone. Sharing your feelings is tremendously helpful particularly if you're sharing with someone who has already walked the path. If there aren't women in your life that you are comfortable sharing your experiences with, there are a number of postpartum support systems across the country that have hotlines and email addresses and are available to provide support. These resources include postpartum support international and postpartum stress center. Also, Let your doctor know. There can be a lot of fear in letting a medical professional know that you're having these feelings. Fear that you'll be judged. Fear that you'll be seen as unfit and your child will be taken from you. Fear that you'll be prescribed medication that you don't want to take. However, informing your doctor of your symptoms will provide you the opportunity to evaluate different treatment options and may provide you the tools and resources you need to get through this season. Next, there are several coping strategies that you can use at home. For instance, recognizing your stressors and setting limits can be hugely beneficial in helping you cope with PPD. Recognizing that there are certain stressors that trigger your depression or anxiety can help you set limits and ask for help in areas that are particularly daunting. For example, asking for help with laundry or making dinners, giving yourself permission not to breastfeed, understanding that the house isn't going to be as clean as you normally prefer. All of these things can be ways of accepting that while life isn't normal right now, you do have permission to let go of the expectations that you normally have. And then you can set limits. Learning to set limits can involve admitting that you're not able to do everything you used to do. Acknowledging that you have needs and you're not merely around to be someone else's mother or partner or daughter or friend. And recognizing that when you do take care of yourself, it's not selfish or inconsiderate. Understanding The stressors and triggers can also help you be more aware and accepting of certain situations or circumstances. Common stressors for many women include housekeeping chores, allowing visits from people to meet the baby, grocery shopping, meal preparation, pumping and feedings, and of course, sleep. The book I referenced previously, This Isn't What I Expected, also provided a bulleted list of tips for getting through the day. Some of these recommendations include giving yourself permission to cry, but try and set limits to only 10 minutes. Call your husband or partner and let them know how you're doing. Don't wait for them to call you. It's okay to call multiple times. Just let this person know that you appreciate their support. Give yourself permission to not do the laundry or clean the kitchen floor. Instead, set very small goals for yourself and remember to take it one step at a time. And of course, if you cannot cope and do not feel that you are capable of taking care of your baby's needs, call someone to help you. Finally, making time to care for yourself is incredibly important and the most challenging part of new motherhood. I think everyone gets pretty annoyed hearing that diet and exercise can help with everything. But the truth is, mild exercise, getting out of the house for a short walk as a family, or taking a mommy and me exercise class can be tremendously helpful. It doesn't have to be intense or in order to lose weight. It can just be to get outside and feel the sunshine and move your body And this can make a tremendous impact on your mental health. According to researchers at the University of Colorado, there's a link between nutrition and postpartum depression symptoms. Natural supplements and a targeted diet can help alleviate the symptoms. Foods that are particularly beneficial for new mothers include fruits and vegetables, complex carbohydrates, whole grains and lean meats, Avoiding high sugar foods and caffeine can also help alleviate the symptoms. These were just some of the recommendations that I found useful, but we are blessed to live in a time when there are so many resources available for new mothers who may be experiencing postpartum depression. I hope that this information is useful to others. Included in the description of this podcast, there are links to some of the resources I referenced. To conclude, Deuteronomy 31.8 says, The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. The Lord is with you. Please pray with me. Lord, we lift up the women and new mothers in our lives who are struggling. We pray that they would feel your comfort and your presence. We pray that when times feel dark, they see your light. We pray for relief, support, and compassion. We lift up the women who have already walked this path, that they can be a beacon of hope and light for those who are struggling, and that we can point to you and be your hands and feet for those who need us. In your name we pray. Amen.